0: KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now at the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
1: Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another Thursday night here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1560 KXNO and 106.3 FM. I'm Jared Stansberry. Got EZ in the studio producing for us. We'll talk to him a little bit later on in the program. Of course, we'll hear from Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen when they make their picks uh, during the second segment of the show. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Tyrese Halberton ending up at uh, at the Sacramento Kings during uh, during uh segment three, but we're going to jump right into things here on tonight's Cyclone Fanatic radio show and head to the phones where we've got Luke Thompson, who's the host of the Bring on the Podcats for bringonthecats.com. Luke, what's up, man? Hey, I'm doing all
2: right. Doing all right.
1: Thanks for, uh, thanks thanks for having for- me on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for for giving us some time tonight. Uh you you I guess I should have mentioned that your podcast is about Kansas State. Uh that was the one, one thing I excluded there, but um Obviously, it's been a an interesting week for uh, for the Wildcats. I guess interesting uh, two weeks, really. I, I listened to Coach Kleiman's uh, time on the, the Big 12 coaches teleconference on Monday and then to his press conference that he did on Tuesday. And it sounds like things, uh, as, as far as COVID-19, have cleared up a little bit inside the program. Um, what are you hearing on, on that front uh, ahead of uh, Saturday's game against the Cyclones in Ames?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the start of the week, I, w- I was pretty concerned. Uh, it does seem like things are clearing up. I think I saw Kellis Robinette with the Kansas Star, which they reported. They went from 11 to 5 cases on the team according to the Raleigh County Health Department. So it seems like good news and, and we're going to make it. Yeah, I uh, hope that it stays that way.
3: For
1: sure, yeah. This is uh, obviously this is is always a, a really fun game. It hasn't been very fun for us. Uh, I guess eleven of the last twelve years. But um, I, I was looking at it the other day. I think that there's only one time that this game has been decided by um, more than a touchdown in, in in that in that span. And um, what it. I mean, what's been your overall feel of of Kansas State football uh, so far this season? What's kind of the vibe around the program coming out of uh, out of the bye week, headed into the the last pot of games here down the home stretch of the season?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's been real up and down this year. Obviously, started with that the loss lost Arkansas State, that was tough, and then losing Tyler Thompson and stuff. But you know, got the big win against Oklahoma. Uh, you know, got to the, the top of the conference for a little bit. Um, you know, had had a tough loss to. I'm going to say, but that, that, that's a good team. And you know, it seems like they rebounded a little bit and, you know, hopefully getting some guys healthy. Uh, I think that they needed the bye week, um, in terms of injuries, not just that COVID-19 stuff. Uh, and so, and, and, you know, we're hoping that, that Will Howard, the freshman quarterback is sort of starting to learn the offense. He's, he's still got lots of room for improvement, but he, you know, seems like a guy who's got all the tools and is just kind of trying to put it together right now.
1: Yeah, let let's start there with with Will Howard. I mean, I think that people up here are are obviously very familiar with Skylar Thompson, who has been. It seems like he's been around for uh, forever at this point uh, with the Wildcats. Uh-huh. I mean, what what's the biggest difference between uh, Skylar Thompson and, and and Will Howard? And um, I mean, how have you seen him improve since he's uh, since he's been the starting quarterback? Well, I,
2: I think I mean the first thing is Will Howard looks like a quarterback. You know, he's just a freshman, but he's six four, two thirty. His throwing motion looks a little more pure. Uh, the accuracy is not always there, but, you know, when he has time to, to get comfortable in the pocket, I think he is, he can be more accurate faster than Sarah Thompson. He's not the, the same type of runner, although, you know, you give him some space. He will run. I think he ran for 125 yards last game when they were keyed on Deuce Vaughn. So, you know, he, he's got more speed than you think, but, uh, you know he's not quite with Skylar Thompson, either, and you know he's still learning his receivers, and they haven't been all that great either. So and just I don't know he kind of lacks that intangible leadership that, that Skylar Thompson had, which makes sense because you know a fourth year senior playing it, and Will's obviously just been on the ropes as a freshman.
1: It's a that offense especially is is really young overall, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it really is. When you got Deuce, yeah, Deuce spawn, the two freshman running back, uh, and we'll see if Bradley Moore plays this week. But he's tight end, he's a junior, but it's his first year. I can't say the offensive line is completely new from last year. Basically, I mean, you had one guy who who did play a lot but didn't start, Josh Revis, but yeah, they they've lost some guys at receiver. Um, you know, a few familiar names there, but yeah, overall very welcome.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was reading some stuff on your guys' uh, site before we, we came on the show here, and um, I I guess I didn't realize that there'd been uh, so many transfers out of the program. Yeah. I, I mean, especially a guy like Josh Youngblood, who you know was an All-American kick returner last season, had the big return, the opening kick against Iowa State last year down in Manhattan. I mean, how, how is losing some of those guys hurt? Has that is that contributed to the youth of the offense? You think, or uh, have they been able to get through that that stuff pretty pretty easily?
2: Um, I, I think for the most part they have been able to, to get through that. Um, you know, the, the, look at the glass half full. There, most of those guys are not necessarily guys that were getting a lot of playing time, and that might be part of the reason they transferred. John Szczudl was a a real surprise, honestly, because you know we expected him to sort of. Break out as a wide receiver. Obviously, mean, he was a freshman All-American kicker, turner, but he just never seemed to work his way onto the field much as a receiver for whatever reason. Probably didn't help that he get spring football, and I, I. Yeah, it seems like he decided he wanted to go somewhere else that he would play. Uh, I certainly miss, you know, his explosiveness, but yeah, you know, I had a couple of kicker turns. Anyway, you know, Philip Brooks. So they've got some guys and. I think overall that that they haven't
1: been too effective possesses yet. For sure. Um I mean when you when you watch that Kansas State offense what what's really the thing that you feel like they do they do well like is the MO pretty much the same as it has been for I mean I, I don't know as long as I can remember as long as I, I'm sure most people can remember really and just because you look at the statistics and I mean they're fifth in the league in in scoring but they're eighth in the league in total offense, eighth in rushing offense, and seventh in passing. So it's like none of the stats really jump out to you. But then you look at, this, and they still somehow put points on the board. I mean, how do you? What would you explain that? If you're someone that hasn't watched the team, how would you explain the Kansas State offense and how they're able to to move the football even um, even if the numbers maybe don't necessarily reflect that? Yeah, well,
2: some of that scoring comes from special teams and defense. Um, you know, help set, set them up. That that plays a part. Uh, but, you know, it, it's really about, I think, when they're doing well, the offensive line is, is giving well, some time to throw or, or opening up some holes. You know, Deuce Vaughn had a great start to the season. He was really the biggest part of the offense for a while. Teams have started to, to really focus on him and kind of figure him, him out a little bit. And, you know, the offense has slowed down as a result. Um, and also, you know, the th- first and second down are really important for this team because they're just not very good on third downs with kind of a limited passing game. So it, it's really important for them to pick up some yards on first and second down.
1: Is that something even for them? I mean defensively, you look at the the numbers and they're I mean they're not too drastically different. I think that they're yeah, 8th in the league in total uh, total defense, 7th in rushing and 8th and 6th in um, in passing. I mean, last year they're their their ability to hold people on third down was I want to say the best in the country or or right up there near the top has that been you know something that maybe has been a big difference but at the same time I mean they don't put give up a ton of points are they just is it an opportunistic defense you would say or I mean is yeah. that a good way to describe it
2: yeah definitely I mean they're plus four in turnover margin second of the league uh, the third down defense actually has been kind of bad this year so that's been disappointing but. It, I mean, some of those games, it felt like that they started the game well, you know, and then the offense not doing much. They sort of got tired mentally physically and uh, kind of had some letdowns. But they've had moments, like certainly the parts of the Oklahoma game and, you know, even early in that West Virginia game when they got blown out, the defense didn't look too bad. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of up and down.
1: For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, the the thing that scares me the most about this game is when I mean they're Kansas State's just one of those teams that every year you know they're not going to beat themselves you know and and that's where you know when I, I saw the opening line come out I think it was nine points I'm not I'd have to double check what it's at right now but I think it had moved in Iowa State's favor at least earlier in the week I mean it it okay. scare, scares me to death just because I know that you know with Kansas State historically they're not going to beat themselves and it's like Iowa State's going to have to come out and play pretty mistake-free football because that's how Kansas State wins i mean what you know have you seen those things continue and and it's it's just weird to look at this team and the metrics don't like them but like the, the things that they do so well special teams creating turnovers and stuff like that like that's what that's just how they win games they live on people making mistakes i guess
2: yeah, yeah. And the special teams have been huge. I think they blocked um kicks in each of the first four or five games uh, against Kansas. They had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, you know, they the penalties, they had one first quarter where they had seven or eight penalties, but otherwise they've done a decent job of yeah, not beating themselves. Um And so, yeah, that, that's kind of been... Something they have to, to rely on because I think Chris Klem is still working on, you know, getting the talent level up to what it needs to be. What
1: what's your feel um, for this game from a from a Kansas State perspective?
2: Well, I mean, you know, Kansas State fans, we always like to joke about uh I would say, you know, somehow K State's gonna find a way something's weird something weird is gonna happen at the end and K State's gonna pull it out. That seems to happen a lot. Uh, I mean you talk about the line Kansas State was a 10-point underdog going to TCU earlier this season. Ended up winning that one by a touchdown. So, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that that State could pull it off as of that type of underdog. And I think they they could find a way to do it, but uh, we'll see. That, uh, it'll be interesting to see who's, who's missing, because it seems like there's still going to be some guys that are out. Chris Thomas talked about that. It's sort of like Oklahoma, especially on defense.
1: Obviously, that still worked out. What, and this is my last thing that that I'll ask you. I mean, obviously, Chris Kleiman in in year two. What what's your feel on the uh, just the the trajectory or the trajectory of the uh, of the program moving forward under him? What how does the how does the fan base feel about the way that him and his staff have uh, have performed now through a year and a little bit over a half? Yeah, I
2: think most of us feel pretty good right now uh it seems like he's got some, some good recruits coming in you know they've lost a, a couple time will tell on that but it's certainly a step up from what the recruiting was under Snyder and you know I, I think we appreciate that he's the guy that uh has understood that at, at Kansas State you got to do things a little differently to win you know it, he's not just coming in with this spread offense stuff that everybody goes to and he's Sort of keeping the the foundations, of special teams, even though they don't have a special teams coordinator, uh, you know, and focusing on the run, and sort of kind of some of the same things that were successful with Bill Snyder. So I just think they like
1: to do that a lot. All right, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time to uh, to talk with us tonight. That's Luke Thompson from uh, from cats dot com, and he's the host of the Bring On the Podcasts podcast for uh, for the website. We appreciate you taking some time and uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. All right.
2: Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye.
1: EZ, what's your feel on this game on Saturday?
4: I don't know. I'm confidently uh, optimistic, if that's not a cliche that Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'm getting a cop-out for. But obviously, Iowa State's put themselves in a great position. And I don't think that they're going to win the game because Kansas State has been going through some COVID issues. But I think that it's certainly one more factor that points in their favor. Um. so it, it, it's not one of those where would I be shocked if they were to lose on Saturday? No, but it's one of those where I, I expect them to come away with a victory, and I guess I haven't really thought about it. We'll have time before the end of the hour if we want to do an actual mm-hmm. prediction, prediction, but I think it should be... Comfortable in that maybe, you know, seven to ten point range. I, I, yeah. I think they, they come away with another statement victory here in a 2020 campaign that's shaping up to be possibly really something special.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that worries me is just, I think when you look at it on paper, and obviously this is what, you know, Vegas does when they're they're setting the lines and you look at the numbers and all that kind of stuff, like... Iowa State should win this football game. <laughs> like, uh, there's a reason that they're a, they're a ten point favorite. I think that they're considerably better than what Kansas State is, just in at least in their current form. I, I don't know, maybe if they still had Skylar Thompson, it, maybe it would be a little bit different. But I think when you look at what they've done offensively with Will Howard, you know, I just think Iowa State's a better team. And, uh, but it's still Kansas State, and I think that that's where a lot of people are in in the fan base, probably where it's. We have been burned so much by by that program, and uh, over the last—I mean, as long as I've been here, the only one one time since I've been covering the Cyclones—and it took a, a crazy seventeen-point comeback in the fourth quarter to be able to to do that. Uh, I'm I'm not worried. I think Iowa State will win the game, but man. It would not shock me at all if it's seven, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock on. It probably won't go that long with the way both these teams run the ball. I don't know. Five thirty, six o'clock on on Saturday, and you know they're locked in a dogfight. I mean, I I just think that that's the way that this is destined to end up.
4: I I think that you're right in the sense that typically I would say okay if you're a ten point favorite and the other team is going through some issues with uh, the coronavirus, that hopefully you jump out early. Kind of put them away early and then coast to a victory. I don't see that, but I would say if they're able to, you know, get a one even uh, two score victory, that in this crazy 2020 year, that's that's all that you can ask for. And I don't expect Kansas State, even if Iowa State is able to get up by two three scores, I don't expect Kansas State to. To pack it in and say, well, okay, well, we're not going to be able to make that comeback. You're right, it's going to be a dogfight. I expect that end of the fourth quarter, Cyclone Nation is going to be clutching and grasping at whatever they're you know, sitting on, watching the game at home. Um, but I, I, I think that eventually they will be relieved, yeah. but it doesn't mean that they won't be pulling out some hairs uh, before it's all over.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I, these guys just make me nervous. Every year, this this Kansas State makes me nervous, and I think to get over this one and get past them, is, and you know, hopefully you you come away with a win, which I think that they will. You can get past this one. I feel like it's going to be like a weight lifted off everybody's shoulders just because of the way that they have, they have, like Luke said, seemingly have figured out a way to beat Iowa State every year. I mean, it just that's outside of one, and it uh, it has been highly frustrating. I think for everybody. All right, we'll talk more about that uh, and what the. Uh, future ramifications of, uh, of that game can be when, when EZ and I take a, take back over in segment three. But when we come back, we're going to hand it off to Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They're going to make their picks for the week. I'm sure they'll talk plenty about this game and all the other big games across the country here, when we, here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now 106.3 FM.
0: Hey guys, it's Williams here from Psycho and Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Psycho and Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town but they're Cyclo Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclo Fanatic sent you.
3: Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny at The Rock.
0: Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023,
5: Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other, but if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far totaled more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com.
1: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
0: Cyclone Fanatics, the job world, is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com.
6: It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through
0: the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams from CycloneFanatic.com. I'm here today on behalf of my friends at the Iowa Clinic. I want you to go to theiowaclinic.com. That's iowaclinic.com com and get information on your annual flu vaccine. With the COVID-19 pandemic ongoing, we got to do what we can to protect our immune systems from diseases like the flu. Fortunately, there's a good way to do it. It's the flu vaccine. So here's your phone number, 515-875-9000. Give them a call to schedule it, or you can go on and schedule an appointment online at iowaclinic.com. The Iowa Clinic has offices in West Des Moines, or where I go, in Ankeny. I'm Chris Williams, reminding you, get that flu shot. It's more important this year than ever.
4: This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF.
0: It is Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We'll give Stansbury a break here this segment. We'll bring on Timmy Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. Brent Bloom is back. And uh, we took last week off to just garbage games. They were horrible. Mm-hmm. Garbage games last week. And, and frankly, we couldn't find time to all get together. I heard uh, I heard a reference uh, earlier this week when you
6: and uh, I, I laughed quite a bit. Your announcement of Kings of Leon being trash.
5: <laughs> yeah, your timeline was way off on what that are you too. Talking they about? were like 2009. You were saying you were. When did you work in a clothing store? That would have been. That's uh, what I was, I, t- through, I was trying to figure that all out through high school. Yeah, Kings of Leon was like 09, right? Yeah, like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. Kings not. of Leon they had
0: they had hits before that. <laughs>
6: yeah, hits because they're a good band. Let me, let, me, let me look this up. Right. I just was laughing so hard. I was striving to get the old puppy some medicine and you. And uh, and then, you know, to defend yourself about being a show of opinions was even better. That was the best part. It's
0: true. I know. What do you want I us see. to ride the fence and be like, ah, oh, Kings, yeah. they're okay. Well, yeah. that's not entertaining. Do you like them or not? Do you know who I thought of when you said it? Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> well... Can't be right about yep,
6: everything. Yep, 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 yep. If Kings I, of
0: Leon is trash, so is Jim Arba. I am, I am right most of the time. So yeah. they did have their first album came out in two thousand and two. Yeah. All right, but I say two thousand three. The, the hit, the, the couple hits they had were like, oh wait. Well, but they were nominated for like, we can get Grammys and stuff in two thousand four. Kings of Leon debate, but that's what we do. We're hard
6: hitting journalism. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. Real quick. I'm going to pull up a hit song from when I would have been working at wheels clothing. Uh, We've got black Friday. It's Christmas time, baby. Yeah. Come give us, us. give us the uh, scoop. Timmy. While you're digging that up, buddy, we're on our 50 day
6: deals right now. Be checking every day soon. We got great TVs, uh, you know, all the electronic needs you have in place right now. Great flooring offers coming into play over the weekend here. And then of course, next week heads into what is now black Wednesday, black Friday and cyber Monday, the following. So
5: Come in and see us. We got deals cooking every day going on. So you right do now. so the Cyber Monday mm-hmm. is in addition to all the deals you're posting online. Affirmative. Yep. It, it, it'll be a more
6: aggressive online presence that day. That is the day that uh, everybody goes nuts. But you know. You'll have the option if we have it locally in stock, which we have quite a bit of it, to come pick it up in the store. We can have it delivered.
5: A lot of different things we it's can do. It's kind of it. fun. I've been checking out uh, the nfm.com slash doorbusters. Yeah, the little presents every yeah, day. And it's yeah. like you get a gift. Yes, yeah, you like, get a gift uh, every day. What do you need? Right. What do you want? Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's good, good entertainment. Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
6: We're also going to have uh, old Santa Claus is coming to town. Woo! Uh, we're having Santa come on out and hang out with the kids. And, uh, you know, our, our my peeps,
0: Meg and Chris, are putting that together for us. All right, All right, is what do you got here? What is this? Kings of Leon. Um this is from 2004. This was their first single that ever hit the United States like the actual like charts.
5: Right. Okay. It, it, Tim isn't a band, so Tim would know. It All maxed right. out at 24. This is called The Bucket. Never heard of it. Yeah.
2: Rise
0: and shine on Wait a second, that's not it. That's not it. That's called The Rodeo. These stupid ads on YouTube. I swear. Like it's just nonstop. Don't they know who you are? Oh my god! I just can't. Like you should be able to skip through them after five seconds. You shouldn't have to watch just the whole get thing. YouTube Premium. I'm not going to pay for that. I pay for enough <laughs> other premium stuff. Okay, this yeah. is Kings of Leon, The Bucket. Oh yeah, totally heard this at Wheels Clothing.
6: This is garbage music. This is standard like college,
0: you know, angst. It's bad music. What do we? Uh, they got of, better. This, this, speaking of bad music, yeah. I've been making some bad picks. What it do we got really going on for news. today? I don't, th- th- I don't think there's an adjective to describe the picks. That you, uh,
6: well, you know, I can't give you too much. Uh, Repulsive. Beef, I can't give you too much beef. Somebody didn't win at all. You at least won a uh, game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, going zero for six on our last week, gentlemen, was Bloom. Ouch. Which which dropped him down to a wah, wah. a second place tie with UC Dub, who went one and five. Uh, I, on the other hand, gentlemen, went four and two and catapulted three games out in front of you guys. All right, well,
0: this is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. Yeah,
6: but it's not looking good for you. I just got to be honest with you.
0: Let's go. I'm fired up for this week. Give okay. us your games.
6: Midwestern flavor, all Big Ten, all Big 12 matchups, yes. gentlemen. Okay, this one here is strictly for the spread, but 29 and a half point spread of the Texas Longhorns Canceled. starting out of Kansas. Canceled. Canceled. Canceled yesterday. You know what I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to cross Rona. that off. Get that. Rona just got it Right Woo! right throughout it. Just go Rona. Rona. <laughs> Rona. Right here. Rona. So Rona <laughs> Rona is up one game to nothing. Yes, they are. <laughs> Next game. I think this is Still being played in the Big Ten. Uh, Two uh, top 25 matchups in the Big Ten this week with the Wisconsin Badgers heading to Northwestern as a a 7.5-point favorite uh, in Evanston, Illinois. Um, I'll start with this one. I love uh, this spread for Pat Fitzgerald. They are completely being thought of the underdog every time. I understand the offensive blitz that Wisconsin has put in place, but Pat Fitzgerald is ready for that. Getting that half, I'll take it. Give me the 7.5 at home for Northwestern.
5: I uh, really like Wisconsin here. I think yeah. Wisconsin's a top five team in the country. They did—they did not prove otherwise last week. So I'm gonna roll with them still. I'm on with Bloom. Yeah. And this one. This is not the greatest quality of the fight
0: song. This is like 1938. <laughs> this one. This this one might be in my uh, lock segment. Oh. I'm, I'm with you. I actually. I think they may be the best team. They're not the best team in the Big Ten. The best team not named Ohio State. And, God, Northwestern drives me crazy. Northwestern
6: is lulling you all
0: to sleep right now. You're
6: right. Just lulling you to
0: sleep. They are the Kansas State Mm -hmm. of the Big Ten. (laughs) Except they're undefeated. But I'm going to go ahead and... Go with Wisconsin. And generally,
5: right. when Williams and I agree,
6: it it's a loser. Tim so. wins. Yeah, I was going to say, that really helped me out last yep. week. Uh, next game, gentlemen, the other big tilt top 25 matchup. Number nine for the first time ever in a top 10 battle with Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State 20-point favorites at home against the
5: upstart Indiana Hoosiers. What say you, Bloom? Uh, I, I I just feel like okay, this is going to hurt Iowa State fans right now. Um, I apologize in advance. I really do. I feel like Indiana is Iowa State in two thousand two, where you win a couple oh. of games, you get into the top ten for the first time in forever, and then you go down to Norman, Oklahoma, and you lose forty nine to three. Wow, I think that's coming here. So is that stuck with you? Is that N- memory? No, it's, no it's, it's, I'm just, not, I don't remember it at all. Feels today. like you're still a little <laughs> yeah. bit scarred.
4: Jeez.
5: Jeez. So Ohio State. Okay. It's going to recreate that spectacle, and I will feel some empathy for Indiana. Uh,
6: my thing is this: is I've I've watched some of the Indiana game. Indiana's offense has got legitimate playmakers. Uh, they got them on the outsides. That quarterback, it, you know, are they going to go in and beat Ohio State? How fun would that be for sure? But getting twenty points, nearly three touchdowns. I think that offense is explosive enough to, you know, let's say they lose 49-35 and get in a shootout, something to that effect. But I like Indiana here to uh,
0: get 20 points. Siding with Tim here. 20 points is too many. Here's why. You know, Bloom... Utterly disrespecting the Hoosiers with his commentary. Yeah. That team's got a lot of fight. Have you watched them? Hey, don't quit. So did Seneca Wallace. Yeah, but, you know, that Seneca team, you, you know, you're at Oklahoma, you're in Norman. Is There's there, no
6: fans. Is there an opposite of recency bias? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bloom's got that right now. You name the situation, I'm dealt with pain, <laughs> yeah, exactly. buddy. Exactly.
0: You don't know pain just, like Bloom knows pain. <laughs> Indiana loses. Ohio State wins convincingly. Uh, Ohio State by 17. Yeah. I'm with you. I'll take the Hoosiers to cover.
6: All right. Popping back over into the Big 12, guys. Another top 25 tilt bedlam. Are you going to tell me that's not happening now? That's happening. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Uh, We got Oklahoma State heading to Oklahoma as a seven-point underdog. Uh, This one's tough for me to call. I mean... I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with Oklahoma just being at home. I know it's seven, if it was a half over that, I'd probably give the points
5: uh, to Oklahoma State, but I'll go and take Oklahoma here at home. My issue with Oklahoma is every time you think you figure that you yeah. have them figured out and they think they figured it out, they go ahead and blow a wheel. Yeah, and I I think this is the game where not that they're gonna overlook Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State is very good to capitalize on any type of OU mistake. I actually think Oklahoma State is a sneaky spot here. I'll take the points. I don't know if they're going to win outright, but I'll take the points. Yeah. I have said it quite a few
0: times in the last couple weeks. Oklahoma's not losing again this season. It starts on defense. They're playing good defense right now. Here, This is my prediction. I have, they haven't played anybody. Well, I know, but we've seen their defense give up a lot of points to really bad that teams is, before. That is a fact. Um, this is my... I think that this Bedlam game... Both sides of the football, both teams, coaching. Every this is going to be one of the best played bedlam games we've seen in ten years. This is a um, going to be a fun game. Yeah, and general. like it's not like one side of the ball for one. Oh, they yeah. they don't play defense. They, you know, everybody's point. playing defense. Everybody's playing good offense. Both teams are well coached. I just think that you have one team peaking, and it's the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma by thirteen. Six thirty kick. Get home, watch out. Yep, we'll one. get home. Mm-hmm. Yep, giddy up. Get We gotta tell the wives get those kids to bed early because yep. uh, C Dub and Bloom are gonna dip into the whiskey <laughs> for Bedlam. For Bedlam. You can come over for that, too. Yeah, tip.
6: You know, I appreciate you the Come on thing. over, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that'd be fun. That'd be a good time. Boomer Sooner. Uh, the winless next game, the winless Penn State, Nittany Lions. <laughs> Not so happy Valley. <laughs> we'll be home. To the two and two Iowa Hawkeyes as a two and a half point underdog at home, oh, Iowa favored by two and a half. Going to Penn State, um, you know the funny thing is, Boom, I think your analogy plays close to here for Iowa, as you said about Oklahoma. I don't know who Iowa is yet. Oh, you know Penn State isn't good, but I did see a glimmer of light they when they brought came in back. that
0: quarterback. Yeah, that I, would make me nervous correct. as an Iowa fan. Yeah, yeah I I agree.
6: You still can't. They throw it very well. No, I agree. And you. if they run it, it'll be difficult. I just don't like two and a half. That's not big enough for me to take Iowa on the road. I will take Penn State.
5: I, You know, I'm just going pure analytics here. When I don't know, I go pure analytics. And analytics says Iowa is significantly better than Penn State. Dude, the Iowa
0: Hawkeyes jumped drastically yeah. in the I'm analytics like department after that Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Um, they power ratings wise are ahead of Iowa State in many of the sports books right now. So you know where I go. I go where the experts in Las Vegas tell me to. If this thing got over three, I don't think I would I, I, by the way, I wouldn't bet your salary on this game because thank you. I was telling Ross, if I'm an Iowa fan, I don't like the fact that Penn State's own four. Yeah, beware of the sleeping dog guy. That's what I mean. There's just so many variables. Oh, the, One of two things could Guys. happen. Like, they could be totally desperate, or they could be completely
6: cashed out. I would love this game if they hadn't put that kid in the second half against Nebraska and had that. I'm with love. you. If that it had makes been the me same nervous. guy struggling, I'd love this game for Iowa. I just we don't deal well with adversity and not being ready for things. That makes me nervous, too. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I would be concerned about the Iowa quarterback play going in there. Of and all the you... picks we've made, this is my least
0: confident. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Final game, gentlemen. Uh and it's f- own four versus this analytical monster that Bloom's talking about. Yes. And the spread's only two
6: and a half. Correct. That's <laughs> what I was saying earlier. Is that it's just I'm just that's still too close for people to be confident in what's happening there. So yeah. I'll take the time's that game? Uh two thirty. Okay. <laughs> so yep. It's competing
5: it's competing with uh Farmageddon. Yep, Farmageddon and, uh, at
6: three. Uh uh Iowa O and two at two thirty games this year. Ooh. One at noon I mean, and one at 6.30. An- yeah. Analytics
5: does not factor. That's right, yeah. Uh,
6: final game, gentlemen. Number 17, uh, Cyclones of Iowa State are 11-point favorite at home to K-State. Uh, all start, uh, Iowa State, by two touchdowns. What's that for
5: analytics? It's great. To the point. Dynamite dropping. Weird uh, Weird dynamics here. You've got, you've got the COVID issues with K-State. You've got the lack of fans issues for Iowa State. I hate that. You've got... Uh, a lot on the line still. I don't know. I just I'm going pure football. Block out the other stuff. You got one team that can't throw against a team in the run defense that can stop the run. I think that means Iowa State is in good position. I'll take Iowa State. Yeah. So
0: when we recorded on Sunday night, I was fully prepared to take Iowa State by like 17 to 20 in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Well. The no fans is a big deal. I think. I mean it. And I'm doing some research. I'll have this for you guys on KXNO on Friday about how much. How underperforming teams with no fans are at home. Yeah. Because it's significant. Yeah. I don't like the fact that the whole conversation around Kansas State all week has been the COVID thing. (laughs) Because I think it just allows them to just sneak up and, you know... Well, Yeah, it happened earlier in the second week we talked about that. Yes. And K-State came out and trucked Oklahoma. I will still take Iowa State to cover here. Uh, I'm greatly less confident than I was before the fan announcement. But I'll... My official pick on Cyclone Fanatic was Iowa State by seven. Here, uh, I'm going to hedge. <laughs> I'll take the Cyclones by two touchdowns. Emotional hedging. Uh, I'll t- I got the the fight song going. I'm going to hedge. Not a kid.
6: Well, good luck, gentlemen. I look forward to extending my lead. Yes, you probably will. Yeah, we got some nice uh, 500 play going. So coming out and see us, though, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, still the 50 uh, days of giving. Uh great deals, check out nfm.com for what you can
5: come grab that day, open your little present, come and see us. Come see Santa. Black do, Friday's coming up. When is the Monday Cyber Monday? Is it like twelve oh one? Like do I need to stay up to check it out or is uh, you'd think I'd know day that, thing? wouldn't you? Yeah. Probably eh. just check but it out. you know you'd you keep... tell us next week. I'll tell you next week. I guess I don't yeah, know when we're, to, we're doing our, my,
0: our I don't know when our show is next week. My, we uh, figure that out.
5: my calendar's off. I keep thinking that anyway. Cyber Does Monday it feel Monday like is. Thanksgiving's next week? No. No.
0: Not at all. Uh, Blooms are coming over for Thanksgiving. Guess Daddy's uh, smoking a turkey. Not a kid, is it like my Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? What do you mean? Is it going to be a disaster? Never seen it. You know, seen. You've it? never seen Charlie Brown? I mean, I haven't. Thanksgiving who he is, but I've seen the uh, the pumpkin patch one. <laughs> but I don't. I don't reckon but, I've ever seen the Thanksgiving. But he knows
6: the Kings Brown. of Leon is trash. So. And he's and he's seen Freddie got fingered multiple <laughs> he drops
0: times. Drops a Jupiter in her. That's again. That's trained. trained. That's
6: trained. He yeah. did that the other day too.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, well, they're all the same. All these douchey alternative <laughs> rock bands from the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what's not douchey, and that's Tim Mullen <laughs> and our fr- all of our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mine and Clive and even Tim. Uh, if we can't, it, there's a lot of people who probably aren't going to be out doing yeah. much shopping. We want to remind them to go all online. Yeah, I've done this with you guys before, and if um, if there's something that you guys don't have in stock, yeah. like they'll ship it to you from Kansas City. Absolutely. Yep. We'll go to the store so it. you can yep. pick it up, or uh, we'll deliver it to you. Yep. Or yeah. you guys call me, and I'll deliver it to you. Thanks, man. With a mask. I appreciate that. With a mask, and I won't cough all over it. Thank you. I Thank promise. You. Yeah. He is Tim Mullen. Um, Thanks, boys. The uh, czar of picks here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Jared Stansbury will be back with more Cyclone Fanatic Radio after this on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, I'm Emory Songer. And I'm Heather Burnside. Iowa State hosts Kansas State, and we'll break down all the action on Jethro's Barbecue Cyclone Sound Off.
5: This Saturday after 9 p.m. on 106.3 FM and 1460 AM KXNO. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive, and always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there check out our cyclone fanatic friends at nebraska furniture mart in clive
3: look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands carl chevrolet all month long save as much as up to 21 percent off on a variety of new chevrolets or qualified buyers can receive zero percent for 84 months on select new 2020 chevrolet models when financed through gm financial And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet.
5: This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 30,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com.
0: Cyclone Fanatics, the job world, is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com
4: This pony needs a new home wild rose casino and resort jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our vips earn entries now for your shot at a new ford mustang fastback but this ride can only go home with select club wild members check your status today when you play at wild rose casino and resort jefferson you'd rather be here must be 21 or older if you or someone you know needs gambling treatment call 1-800 beds off
0: hey cyclone fans it's chris williams you've heard our Friends from the Iowa pork producers, they've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs, they protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators. You know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers.
1: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! And fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive here on 1460 on 106.3 FM. Good song choice, EZ. Thank you. Hasn't been overplayed yet, even though it was the uh, uh, ESPN's college football song this season, which usually oh, I happens with about those. Yeah. yeah, it's usually about how it goes with uh with with all those songs that they choose on ESPN. Man, it's crazy. Okay, first thing. Williams was on one during that last segment. We, yeah. It, it, he was being goofy, as as a, I've heard him be in quite a while. I don't know what it is about these Thursday shows, man. He just... It's like every time they do that second segment, he's just got some new thing that he's all being crazy about.
4: Well, and in addition to that, you could tell that he he really enjoys you know the hot buttons and playing all the fight songs and adding as much uh, audio. I've been a big proponent of trying to do that more often from four to six on fanatics, and and he is just letting that go. And you're right, um, going back to uh, Juice World and Marshmallow that. Sometimes you will hear those songs, and the absolute worst ones are, like, a program that you watch a ton over a short period. And what always reminds me of that is, like, I have a buddy of mine that I could say 2015 NFL Draft. And he's like, yep, I know the song that they overplayed. Like, every time they would come back from break, uh-huh. it would be, like, a particular Beyonce song or it would be something. And he's, and it, it just runs it into the ground. So... Yeah, you're right. That's that's a good song that to this point, fingers crossed, I haven't gotten sick of yet.
1: Well, it was like it was like what, 5 years ago uh that they did Centuries by Fall yep. Out Boy and I if I heard that song again, I I don't know. I it would make me probably do some pretty terrible things. I I went to a Fall Out Boy concert. I guess this would have been mm probably Two years ago,
4: I think. Where at?
1: Uh, here in in Des Moines at, at Wells Fargo. Fargo? You know? Yeah, I yeah. was say I was
4: there so, too. So, oh, okay. Because that was um, didn't uh... Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine I Gun think, Kelly yeah, opened,
1: Machine opened up. Kelly yeah, yeah, yeah. Opened for me. I didn't make it in time uh, for Machine Gun Kelly. There, man, I could tell you a lot of stories about how I went to concerts that had really great openers, uh, and I didn't make it in time to be there. Uh, I missed um, G Easy when G eazy was like still nobody. Yeah. Uh, he opened for T.I. Two Chains and Lil Wayne one time when I went to a concert in Omaha. That was a heck of an experience. But uh, no, but I went to that concert. And, you know, someone our age, like, you go to a Fallout Boy, you're like, man, I hope that they play the hits, you know? Right. Well, apparently, in their mind, playing Centuries is like the hits. I don't know. I, I was really disappointed in how much they played their new stuff and not the stuff that uh they play like that i remember from middle school
4: right 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 yeah yeah their early 2000s when they broke out um we did see machine gun kelly we didn't see um, machine gun kelly was the second of three acts and i remember that show was awesome because we had gotten like upper level seats Uh and then we got there and they're like oh hey go here and turn them in because we don't have enough to do 300 level so we're moving you all to 100 level i'm like Awesome, and the this the one song I was trying to think of um, that I felt got overplayed at one of the drafts. I don't remember which year it was, um, but Empire State of Mind. Oh yeah, yeah. was just, con- and again, it was ESPN just ran that into the ground.
1: Yeah, ESPN has a tendency to do that. It's like, man, like, there's so many good songs out there. They and I remember I got a press release in the, in my email. Uh, I guess this probably would have been back in August, where they announced their song for for the season i'm like man like why do you guys just hamstring yourself with just picking one
4: song you don't need to announce it either if you just release it as you're doing stuff people will figure it out it's not like that that tells you right there that they don't have a lot to talk about when they're like here's a press release and included is our song of 2020 well
1: what guy is it that it's like this is the song we're gonna overplay this year i mean i i understand why they did juice world obviously rest in peace Uh, rest in peace juice world but uh like i understand why they chose that one but i want that job i want to be the guy who just picks the song and is like this is the song that i'm going to make everybody across the country listen to over and over and over and over again
4: look it's it's underappreciated but i love the fact that from four to six i get ultimate control of the beats for fanatics and even working within a parameter of this day has this type of you know theme I can still have some fun with it. And Justin from Urbandale, uh, about six, eight months ago, had a great idea. He goes, dude, you should tweet out. And so that's what I do now well, yeah, is I, I tweet out the, the, the set list, so to speak. Well, I
1: appreciate that you keep it. Uh, you know, man, I, I love my friend Sean Roberts, but he plays the same songs on the Morning Rush every day it seems like it's yeah. just it's the same songs over maybe he maybe has a rotation of some sort but it's just uh every time that i listen i'm like man you played this song like two days ago sean pick, pick some new music get like be willing to venture
4: out and do something new i have lists in here where i put the date so that way i'm like do i want to yeah. play this nope played that three weeks ago
1: see that, this is what people don't understand they don't understand the ins and out this is what eric zamora is out here doing i mean he's working hard uh, every day when he's in here from from four to six all right let's actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking about during uh during this show uh last night did you uh tune into the n b a draft at
4: all I did so I was here until seven when Hawk Central got off the air and then I had to do some housekeeping podcast it email it out whatnot and I was like I'm not leaving this studio until Halliburton gets oh, man. drafted and I was surprised that it took as long as it did, but I also had some other things that I you know was catching up on, so to speak and I will say this for Iowa State, for the Halliburtons. it was probably a little bit of a gut punch to go, maybe you go top five, maybe you go top three. There were people in on e s p n yesterday saying, making the argument that he should go one, well, he falls to twelve. Mm-hmm. I think he dodged a ton of landmines there.
1: Oh, oh, without a doubt, dude. I mean, clearly Jay Billis loves himself some some Tyrese Hobarton. I mean, he he has like everything that Jay Billis loves, though, with the wingspan. You know, Jay, Jay Billis always talks about length. There's the the Jay Billis uh, draft drinking game. The what is it? Re jumpability ability. I think is one of his other things. I don't know, but uh, like. Tyrese Halberton is the perfect Jay billis player. I think going number 1 maybe would have been a little bit of a stretch just because of some of the guys that have the ceilings that they do. What I don't yeah. know. Anthony Edwards, I'm not too sure about him, but a guy like James Weissman or a uh, even a LaMelo Ball uh, who went to went to Charlotte. But after they got past Chicago at 4, and I know, you know, all, all the different things. I think that it's stupid that there, are People who are like, oh, you can't take a guy from Iowa State. It's like, take the best player. And I can guarantee that's probably what the executives for the Bulls were thinking, which regardless. Uh, I When it got to be like Cleveland at five, uh, Detroit at seven, New York at eight, Washington at nine, I was like, please – Please, please do not end up on one of those teams. Yeah, because those, they're like basketball purgatory. I mean, Cleveland without LeBron James is just uh, has been consistently awful. I don't know that there's anywhere in the world worse to go and play basketball than for the New York Knicks. Uh, I mean, good luck to Obi Toppin. I hope that it works out for him. I hope that uh, you know they can find some success there in the in the Big Apple. But I think Tyrese landed in an absolutely perfect spot. Once you got past. Uh, the the Wizards at nine and you got into those Western Conference teams that were in the battle at, in the bubble there to try and make it into the playoffs mm-hmm. like you look at you look at Phoenix I mean that's a team that literally came like one game away from making the making the playoffs yeah the the Spurs came a game away from making the playoffs the Kings came pretty close to making the playoffs they were they were in the bubble I don't think that they I mean they were right there towards the end but it was those other teams that were more of the conversation and I don't think that he could have landed in a better spot, man. I mean, his fit alongside De'Aaron Fox, where De'Aaron Fox is an explosive athlete, is that guy that you know is going to make the highlight plays and all that kind of stuff. He can really put the ball in the basket. Obviously, Buddy Hield is a is a great bucket getter, which you know everybody here uh, remembers very well his time at, at Oklahoma. I think Tyrese can go right in there and make that team considerably better. I, I think yeah. that um, it would not surprise me at all. If they're in the conversation again going into the last weeks of the season to make another run towards the playoffs, I don't know if they'll make it. The Western Conference is really, really good. Uh but i think that the kings are going to be a team to watch here in the, in the coming seasons.
4: Yeah, and obviously there's a realistic aspect to it too cuz if you said, well, maybe there's a team that's a better fit. It's like, yeah, but he was never going to be there for some of those teams. I think that Atlanta would have been a real interesting landing spot for him, but once he got past there, then all of a sudden I'm like, could he end up in San Antonio? I think I think Halliburton as a spur would have been really interesting to see, but but you're absolutely right because in Sacramento he is going to be asked to do what a rookie player should do, especially when you factor in this season is going to be so different Mm -hmm. than every other season they don't have time to say all right we're going to teach you everything he's going to go into that gym and go coach what do you need me to do not hey uh, I'm going to come in and this is how I play and you form your your style around me and uh, I, I think long term this is one of the best things that could have happened to him and you talk about People who really like Tyrese Halliburton, I don't know that there's anybody more than ESPN's Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks yeah, sat yeah. down with a an hour and 15 minute interview with Halliburton. And at the end, he didn't just say, as the best interview I've had with an NBA prospect, he did say that. He said, after talking with the man for 75 minutes, I think I'm a better person. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. considering that a lot of the other interviews, he would probably be struggling to say anything positive at all other than seems like a nice kid
1: yeah and and i mean i'm sure that there's a lot of people that are in our uh in our listener base that don't really know who bobby marks is but that is a a a highly respected guy in, in nba circles he was a i can't remember if he was the gm or the assistant gm of the nets uh at the time that they made the really horrible uh paul pierce kevin garnett uh trade back in whatever that was like the early to mid 2010s but uh I mean that's a, a guy that when you when you talk about NBA front office front office type stuff that's someone really to listen to and I mean I know that we're going to miss Tyrese around here uh he is uh, is one of the most fun kids that I've had an opportunity to cover and obviously I've been around some pretty good ones now there's uh 10, uh, 10 of them that are uh, going to be playing in the NBA next season and I was sitting there thinking, so the thing that made me think of this last night, my dad was texting me during the draft. And for the whole first 10 picks, every time that someone would get picked, he'd be like, I've never even heard of these people. It was like, uh, it was almost like uh, in Major League, you know, there's this, they're like, who are these guys? With a little bit more colorful language. Yeah, right there. Yeah. I (laughs) never heard of most of them. Never heard of most of them. But um, what... I can't imagine what it's like to just be a a college basketball fan and watch the NBA draft because, like, outside of Obi Toppin, I mean, a lot of those guys are people that just a college basketball fan probably wouldn't even know who they are.
4: Well, and you compare that to, like, the NFL. Yeah. The NFL, everybody knows everybody. And as much as you can say that about the NBA, I mean, I I, I follow all of them. The NHL and Major League Baseball, that is absolutely a no, because they're all. Eighteen-year-olds—they're right. all kids that nobody's ever heard of, except people who are deep, deep in the weeds. The only reason I even know some of them is just because of my time with the Buccaneers.
1: Well, and it, after it, it got past Tyrese, I mean, there were kids getting drafted that I'm like, man, I've never even heard of him. I, I don't know who that is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that changes here in the next couple of years once high school players can get back into uh, yeah. into the draft as well. Thanks, Easy, for uh, for talking with me. Thanks no to problem. Luke Thompson from BringOnTheCats.com for for joining us. Thanks to Chris, Tim, and Brent for making their picks this week. We'll be back. I don't know when next week, but here on Des Moines Sports station 1460 KXNO and now 106.3 FM.